Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That would be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you doing, Hector? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm all right. I think I'm changing my name to B-Money now I have this chain. I know, right? man. You're killing me with that chain. You look like a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> so Christy got it um, for me for our 13th anniversary. Unlucky for some, but hopefully not us. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. 13? I didn't realize it was that long. I know. And we've been together for longer than that, too. We've been together about 16 years. Damn, something. man. That's awesome. Yeah, time flies, dude. Tell me about so it. We Kelly, had... Kelly and I have been together 25. So wow, tell me about okay, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had a quite a fun weekend, didn't we? We went up and played a festival. We did, man. We went up to uh, Brooksville. We did Riverhawk. We yeah. played Thursday and Friday. Yes, uh, yeah, this place called Sertoma Youth Ranch, which yeah. is um, it's just this beautiful sort of wooded area with fields and things. And um, they put a couple of stages up. I think one of the stages is there all year round. And yeah. then they put another stage up. Yeah, I think the one we played at, they, they call that the Bluegrass Pavilion or something during that festival. Um, that one, I think, is there all year long. It's like yeah. a pavilion or something. Yeah. Um, and then the other one's like a big stage that they pull up on a truck and they set it up. And I guess they were late setting it up this year because of... Uh, Nicole. The hurricane. I know. We because chased, of Nicole. We chased, we chased the hurricane <laughs> all the way up. It was crazy. It yeah, we was, did. The, the day before, we were all like, oh, man, is, is this even going to happen? Oh, it was crazy. The hurricane came through here on Wednesday, and Thursday morning, we jumped in the truck, and we were literally like on the on the tails of the, yeah. <laughs> of the hurricane all the way to the festival. Yeah, it was so, wild. But it was fine. Festival yeah. still played out. Beautiful blue skies. Yep. And yeah. then we played the Kilted Mermaid on Friday night. And then that was um, a wild, fun show, man. Yeah, and then James and I did the Square Grouper on Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then, due to me being a dumbass, we did not play O'Shea's on <laughs> we Saturday did night. Not play because I somehow screwed that up. And I was but, bummed out. I like playing O'Shea's. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. I'm very sorry to everyone who that affected. That was very annoying. It was thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, even still. And the other thing that's exciting that's going on at the moment is, in case nobody's noticed, the table is littered with CDs. Yeah, we have. Uh, our new album, which is called Back to Basics, and um, we have the CDs for it, and our album launch is going to be on November 19th, which also happens to be my birthday, so yep. it's going to be a good time. It's Guanabana. We're playing with The Shake. The Shake go on at 9. We go on at around 10 or just before, yep. and we're going to play the whole album from beginning to end, yep. and if you uh, want to be in our video, um, Justin is going to come and film it. And uh, The Shake have been doing this really, really cool thing where they are recording every show they play yeah. and bringing out compilation CDs. Can you remember what they're called? I forget. Yeah, uh, it is... Uh 
Oh, something about the scene, uh, local scene or something like that. But the first one is volume one. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but but Ricky's going to be on here in a couple of weeks, and he's going to he's going to talk about a bunch of different things, and he's going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, long live the scene. That's long what it live is. the scene. Long live the scene. Volume one, and he's been recording. Whenever the Shake uh, lately has been playing with other bands, they've been recording direct from the board and then taking those those tracks and mixing them, and um, and they're putting out their first. Uh, their first album with I think six bands, if I recall correctly, The yeah. Shake and five other bands. Yeah, Dominic Delaney's and, on yeah, there. I know that. Yeah, it'll be a compilation CD, and I think they're going to start doing it, like you know, volume two, three, four, and there's no end to it. So yeah, and they're going to be recording our album exactly the way we recorded it. It's just because <laughs> we're going to do it in order. It'd be funny if it ended up better than the. <laughs> I don't think it will. I'm really proud of this. That album, would actually so. not be funny because this costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that would be not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have Beyond Azalea with us today. We have Joe, Nicole, and Mike from Beyond Azalea. How's it going, guys? Hi, Great. It's good. Yeah, cool. Thanks so much for coming. Yeah, really thanks for having us. It. Yeah. So, um, how long have you guys been a band? Which iteration? Uh, <laughs> well, why don't you just tell us the whole story? We're not going anywhere. I'm okay. Curious. So it started with Mike. Yeah. So it was the the B side band was the first uh, version. I was uh, working at Wells Fargo at the time, and I tried to sell this guy a credit card. You know, and it was ended up being a drummer, and then we started talking and kind of put the band together that way. But uh, with this iteration, you and I started playing 2017. 2017. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with band mix. Yeah. 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 So. Mike hit me up on band mix and he's like, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a drummer and you know, here's a clip of our stuff. Tell me what you think. So I checked out the clip and I'm listening to the song. I'm like, this has got a really cool groove, but this is not the original version of this. It was waterfalls by TLC, but a completely Uh different version. I was like, okay, I can get into this. This is cool. So I hit him up and I was like, yeah, I would love to talk. This is great. You know, let's meet up. He said, sure. Come to my house. Here's my address. I'm like, come to his house and get murdered um, I was like okay fine so he sends me the address and I look at the address and I was like do you live in Victoria Woods he said yeah I said so do I we live 45 seconds from each other that's yeah, amazing it's like 12 houses down yeah. you, could, you could walk there yeah, you could walk there <laughs> exactly I could and walk don't, there don't you, didn't you used to live I there? did for 22 years I lived in Victoria Woods so I was really kind of bummed out to find out that this band was happening and I didn't get invited to play bass for that but you know but, you know, but I understand Nicole's a yeah. fantastic bass player so, I'm, I'm so it's okay she's laying it down it's I didn't post it on the group page sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool Victoria Wood is was sadly she's passed on now but a uh, a British um, comedian. I did not know that. And so every time I go to Victoria, every time I go and visit Hector um, in yeah. Victoria Woods, I'd, I'd always tell him that story, and he'd be like, "Okay." And then I get, <laughs> I, and then I, I get sad because she's passed, and yeah, that's yeah. it. You know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but she's wonderful. If you're, uh, if you ever want to listen to some really, really on it hilarious British comedy from the 80s and 90s. Victoria Woods, she's great. But okay. in all yeah. fairness, is there really any on it British comedy? Of course. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so keep going, man. Keep going. Where where are we at with the with the Yeah, so um so we I went to Mike's house and um we we headed off from the jump. Like we got I just got good vibes from the get go and uh we jammed for probably about like twenty, thirty minutes. Yeah. And it was tons of fun and I was like, Man, this guy can play. So Mike's like, okay, let's, you know, get together with the rest of the band and do a more formal audition. So I came over, met the guys, and he had given me a couple songs to work on and uh, played it with the guys. And they're like, you know, you know, thanks for coming. We're going to talk. 
So Mike's walking me out to the door, and he's like, so listen, we had another drummer. We were going to audition. I'm going to tell the guys we're going to cancel him, and we're going to use you. Oh, so I was like, nice. okay, great. Yeah. So Excellent. that was the start of my relationship with uh, B-Side Band. Now, at this point, B-Side Band, how many members were in there? Four. Four, okay. Four, yeah. Yeah, there was a keyboard player. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we had done that. That had taken on many different forms, and we had a different singer. And then I kind of started singing out of necessity, uh, and then ended up liking it a little bit more. You know, I've always been uh, kind of a singer, but you know, now you know the singer. Now you're the, the yeah singer. the singer. Something <laughs> the I never singer. thought I would do. So you know, yeah, I'm a guitarist. That's what I always say. It shows because like, oh, like you know, your your voice is so strong, and it's like, well, I'm a guitarist that uh, sings out of necessity. So that's how how I always say it. I think that, you know, that's quite a common path. It's like, well, someone's got to do it. And then you start doing it and then you think to yourself, oh, I actually quite enjoy this. Yeah. 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 It was a relatively similar thing for me when I was young. You know, it just seemed like someone had to do it. So I, I, you know, stepped up to the plate and then I was like, oh, yeah. I feel like more often than not when someone has to do it, it's usually the guitarist that goes, all right, I'll take a crack. Yeah, let's see how this (laughs) goes. Dave Grohl, I mean, sure. I mean, why not, right? So, um, yeah, but so what happened then? How did... Nicole comes in. So I've known Nicole since like 2015, I guess. We've been playing in church together for years. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I'd wanted her in the band for a long time, but she was always busy with work and other things. So um, the great dumpster fire of 2020 came around. And yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we you couldn't play any shows, so we had a bit of a hiatus. And me and Mike were talking, and, you know, we agreed that we weren't happy with the way the band was going. Um, right. The other two guys were great. They were great, great, nice guys. Do you guys still hang out? You guys still we have close, not or? seen them in uh, no, 20, but I know. Uh, yeah, Bubba's playing, so I see him on uh, social media. I got to go out to one of his. He's shows playing bass now, right? No, he's still oh, plays he playing keys. keys? Okay. Yeah, he he sits in with um, uh, Big Medicine. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. him do a show. Uh, what the hell's the place in uh, Boca where you and I went to see? Uh, man, Uncle Mike's. The biscuit, funky oh, biscuit. Oh, funky, funky biscuit. biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, funky biscuit. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. We, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen like Big Medicine do stuff there, and I see okay. Bubba. So nice, Bubba. Nice. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we agreed. Like you know, this is this is the perfect time to to start over. To yeah. you know, change up the lineup, change up the tunes a little bit, get rid of that god awful name. I hate <laughs> the name B Side Band right, yeah, so much. Yeah. And it was really confusing because if you go go ahead and Google B-side band and see how many B-side bands come up. Oh, really? It's Ugh. the the spellings are different. And I even just I looked it up recently. There's B-side band of Connecticut. There's B-side band of Ohio. There's yeah. B, it's, it's, how many different ways can you sell B-side band? So <laughs> I'll tell you. So the popular one yeah. is B-side. Oh, because they include like. Yeah, okay, and that it, that's actually it. a pretty popular band up north somewhere. All the characters. And count. then we had to do it B S I D E, no space. Yeah. And our website was B S I D E band uh, SoFlow because the dot com was taken. So it was just right. It was it was, a it was a disaster. It gets confusing. When <laughs> it gets like that, really yeah. confusing. Well, what we had to do is Killbillies because there's a couple of other Killbillies is put FL on the socials. Yeah. So that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's okay. a band called Angry Johnny and the Killbillies that are really awesome and great. And then there's a couple of like sort of relatively inconsequential Killbillies. And then there's us. At this point now, when you go on Spotify or on Google, we come up we come up pretty much under Angry Johnny and the Killbillies. Because they've got, they've been around for a really long time, yeah. and I think one of the members of them is like a 
sort of a Hollywood actor or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they come up first and then it's us. So we're kind of it's... second in the Killbillies roster well, at this we point. Had, we had to go through <laughs> now, that. Now, what made you choose putting, putting FL on there? <laughs> I, yeah. the, the way that Killbillies came about was um, a long time ago when we started the band in like 2010, um, Micah Scott, who was um, one of the other founding members, and um, uh, the other guy, Keith Ahern, who was sadly passed on, um, we were all chatting about it. What should we call the band? Micah said, um, oh, what about King Billy? Because he was kind of into this idea of names from the British Isles and give this kind of folky thing. And uh, I think there was like a reel called King Billy's Reel or something like that. And he liked the name of it. And then in unison, Keith and I just went, Killbillies, and then Michael was like, "Yeah, okay." And then, <laughs> then, then we ended up being that was it. That's that's the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So, how did you guys come up with your name? <laughs> so, I had heard somewhere that uh, Foo Fighters, when he was coming up with the name, just used a random band name generator. Ah. So I was like, "Let me give it a shot." So I Googled it, clicked on the first one that came up. And it asks you some basic information, like your favorite color, what street you live on, all this other stuff. Yeah, I've been on those before. They're fun. Yeah. And the list came up. And it's funny because it what it does is it'll take popular band names and just rearrange them. So it'll be like Second Eye Blind. Or it'll be like <laughs> Red Oyster Cult. It was always like weird stuff. But I'm skimming through and I saw Beyond Azalea and it just it popped out at me. Yeah. And they had come up with a couple of other names and I really wanted to push for it. It just it really stood out to me. And, and was this when you were already a trio? How many We were already yeah. a trio, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we were already a trio. And um I decided to like create a logo. Right. I'm like let me create a logo. So I went on Photoshop and made uh, I had an idea for a logo and showed it to them and it it just went over. Stuck. Oh, yeah. nice. It just stuck. Yeah. But um, to back up a little bit with getting Nicole in, I had actually texted her to ask her for a reference. I'm like, do you know any bass players? We're looking for one. She's like, me. Yeah, there you go. I was like, wait, 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 don't, don't play with me. You're, you're available? She's like, yes. I was like, you're I was in. Like, Did you forget I played bass? I was like, what? I play bass. <laughs> wait, let's play. I think because of COVID, work died down, and I switched some things for my job and everything, and I was, Joe texted me out of nowhere. It was literally out of nowhere, because usually, like, we, we spoke often because we were at church together, playing together often, and he was like, do you know any bass players? I was like, a couple, yeah, but I also know myself pretty well. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and he was like, well, come, like, come, like, let's try it out. Like, do, do you have time to play in a band now? Like, and he was like, we're not really sure of the schedule or, like, when we're going to start playing. I was like, yeah. Like, I have, my afternoons are finally free. I went over to Mike's house and he has these two huge dogs and they're like they're like don't make eye contact with them and yeah. I was like one, one's good one bites yeah <laughs> that's literally how I, I was in the same them. boat for the longest time I had the same situation I, the one that's good has sadly passed on now but um, yeah I had the same thing I had like one crazy one one chill yeah, one yeah the yeah. one that's good he's like 13 now he's, he's good and the other one you know now you guys have been around yeah. enough where he doesn't bite now but we're that friends. was another band so uh, we were doing a fantasy football party uh, and my brother's friend, her name was Dakota. She came. Charlie, my dog, bit her. Oh, uh, no. I mean, it was fun, like not fine, but fine enough. <laughs> uh, but I like that as a band name. Charlie bit Dakota. 
<laughs> That's uh, Dave, yeah, well, Dave at work. He's always like, I'm yeah. telling you, Charlie Bit the Code is a good name. But, uh, I, I did not get good. bit by yeah. Charlie, thank God. No. But um, He's a good boy now. Yeah. Dave from work is a pretty good name for a band, too. That's a good one. <laughs> 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 like, where the hell were these? <laughs> 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 Dale is a good name. Yeah, yeah it's funny because there's like a ritual that Mike has to do with Charlie so he gets to know you so he yeah. does not I know all about that ritual. I have to do it, too. the hand. Yeah. So he's like, I walk through the door. He's like, stop. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I'm like, got terrible anxiety. So then he feeds, like me and him are just like feeding. Off yeah. You know what I do is I, whoever's coming around, I'd be like, I'm sorry, this is kind of weird, but like I've got it. So I like put my arm around the person and I, and I kind of make sure they know that we're like, I'd be like, oh, you know. yeah, he's good. And, yeah. And that works. Yeah. That, you yeah. know, once they know, once Nina knows that you're in the pack. Fine. Yeah. 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 It was like the wildest thing because I was going to yeah. do like training and all that. And I went to like, get like pet food or something. I was like, you guys do classes or anything for the dog? And the guy's like, very simple. He's like, sit the dog down when people come in, you know, have them sniff, do this. He's like, you'll see their the ears like lower. You're good. I was like, it's like the best free advice I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> like and it's hard forever. Spinal yeah, Tap sniffed the glove album, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So... So but, yeah. Charlie let me through the door. She sniffed my hand. Yeah, that everything. was that was the the sign we knew. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. And then we were. That was, that was the out. audition. Yeah, yeah. It didn't matter how well you I played. Mean, you just yeah. had to get past the yeah, dog. There's the door. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. But I had no idea what I was walking into, and um, they. I don't know what we played. I think we played. I don't remember, but it was. Is a it bunch feeling of, all right? That's typically because two was, chords. Yeah, he was yeah. like, "It's two chords. Figure them out." And then. Well, they're feeling all right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was cool. But not the typical way you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool, and it, they, they, you know, Mike does a bunch of different spins on all kinds of covers. They never sound like what you expect them to sound, and I really like that. And it yeah. was um, after years of playing worship music, like finally something that isn't droning you know finally came about and i liked it plus i liked his guitar tone and i'm a huge guitar dork as well oh cool and uh it was cool to like that i was able to hang out with joe and meet mike and we didn't kill each other the first day so <laughs> that's they kept great inviting I'd, me back i'd really like to kind of like pull the time back a little bit and get right into sort of like where you guys all started originally with your music um and i i think a fun thing to do would just be to go through each one of you and um Seeing as you were just talking, Cole, let's go with you. Yeah. The um, uh, when you were young, did you have supportive parents in terms of music, and how did you find yourself starting to play music? Yeah, I'm so blessed. I have the most supportive parents with my music. My mom put me in a music conservatory school, uh, Hispanic music conservatory school right. in Miami. Cool. Um, I grew up in Miami, was born and raised in Miami, and my mom stuck me in drum and piano classes when I was four. Oh, wow. um, she still has like my ID that I would take to this conservatory, and it's just like a, my little like fetus self going oh. to this school. <laughs> um, and they were so supportive. And thinking back now, it must have been very difficult for them to pay for this because we were not uh, sure. wealthy yeah. or anything. We were very normal people. Go to church, go to music school, and that's it. And um, yeah. so I started with drums and piano until I was around eight. And um, my best friend at the time left back to her home country in Ecuador and left me a guitar. Oh, and nice. um, I was just starting at this new middle school and um, just happened. I was playing piano. I didn't really like it. But my mom forced me. She actually did force me to learn, which I'm so grateful for now. Yeah. But um, I think I, it's tough for, for 
kids to learn guitar is tough. I yeah. have a, a few very young uh, guitar students, and especially these days with, you know, attention spans. I mean, no young, I mean, very few young kids have a, a good attention span, but I feel like, you know, it's compounded these days by how everything comes so easily. Yeah. And it's, and it, it is tough because the guitar is quite a difficult thing to learn when, you're li- when you've got little yeah. fingers, you know? I had a classical Carlo Rovelli guitar that rusted strings and everything and I was taking piano lessons and I remember the paper, it was a yellow piece of paper and my mom was in the kitchen and I was like, mom, can I try these lessons? And I think she saw the price and she was like, oh God, no, let's not try this. And one. you're like eight or nine at this point? Or? I was eight, eight. at this okay. time. Yeah. She okay. stuck me in group guitar lessons in Miami Lakes um, with my teacher, Mr. Frank. And it was like these group guitar lessons. And I think like it was like weekly, like 200 bucks. So like yeah, for wow. a family, like I have an so older sister. So he was sister. no joke, this teacher. Oh, yeah. he was awesome. It was classical guitar. And I think my mom saw that it, like I didn't really, I was not interested in anything <laughs> at all. But learning guitar. And uh, this guy knew exactly how to challenge me. So it was once a week, uh, Wednesday afternoons, we would go and my sister would wait in the back room. And this guy had a little studio in the side of his house. And I was there for about four years. And then finally, my mom got me private lessons. And again, like now as an adult that I know how much like they worked to get me these lessons. I'm like, thank God. Like, I don't know how we ate, but we ate a lot of tuna. But that explains a lot. (laughs) But but, uh, So she stuck me in guitar. And then finally, I was playing at church and like all bass players, they had too many guitarists. And they're like, we need somebody to play bass. And I was the only one who knew piano and how to read music so i would stand to the left side of the piano play bass by watching the guy's fingers at church that's funny and i started on a five string yeah and uh because it just made sense to my teacher to put me on a five string because she's already playing guitar just take one guitar like one string out yeah and from there like playing bass just being in the sub in a huge building at the church i was at was just the best thing. It was amazing, and it was way better than classical guitar. <laughs> Which direction did did you the normal five string with a low B, or did you have a low higher B. one? Low B, low B always, okay. low yeah, B yeah. always get that rumble in, um, and it was awesome. And um, my parents always supportive. My sister learned about two songs on guitar and dropped it because it hurt her fingers. Right, um, but fair, every year, yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, she's an excellent singer. She's not though. lying. She's not lying. It did hurt, um, and um, I am super grateful my parents they bought me my first real taylor acoustic guitar that shredded my fingers also and i thought because it's more expensive it won't hurt that's not true (laughs) Uh, i got me my first real bass also and uh from there when i started paying for my own musical instruments it's it became more of realized how expensive they were and and i was (laughs) like how did we pay for this (laughs) like growing up this is ridiculous um and from there it stemmed on to more basses and more electric guitars i love pedals and I have a pedal board for my bass. I have a pedal board for my guitar. And, yeah. Um, bass is just It's a disease. Home. It's so bad. It's, it's a disease. I'm it's telling so you, it's a disease. I have it bad. I we, have a chronic we, case We all it. have it bad. <laughs> so yeah, the yeah, three yeah. of us will be in the car coming back from a gig or, you know, I don't know, from a show or something. And, and one of these bozos will, like, mention something. And it'll be... It, it won't even be anything that I play. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. the next day, I'm like, oh, so I bought a violin. And they're like, what, <laughs> what did you buy that sure? for? I don't know. You yeah. said violin, so I felt that. compelled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My mom got me a cello, and it sat really pretty in the house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a mandolin. I have all kinds of yeah, nonsense. Tell, nonsense. Tell me about yeah. it. My, my house is a... So on the subject of that... Um, 
Justin very kindly set up a GoFundMe for me to get a hurdy-gurdy a few months ago. Oh, and, cool. I, and it's coming in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, I've been waiting like nine months for this yeah, thing. Yeah, so you have to order them overseas, right? Yeah, and yeah. Take it's coming from Poland. It. Yeah, they get, they yeah. get made, yeah. like, yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I come from a family that um, my uncle plays in a European, like, folk band like folk dance music that that traditional dance music not mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know, like like sort of set piece dance dancing and um and he always had a hurdy-gurdy player in the band i have actually have a hurdy-gurdy tattoo there nice. and i was um i always been obsessed with them and then justin very kindly after he heard me talking about that tattoo and saying I'd n- i could never really justify buying one set up a GoFundMe, and now it's on its way i can't it wasn't believe really, it it wasn't really that nice he extorted all of us <laughs> <laughs> he has he has blackmail on all of us that donated so that's hilarious <laughs> so joe how did you find yourself getting into music like what did you have a supportive family um so there is there are no musicians in my family whatsoever oh, right and um i started playing the snare drum in like middle school band okay and i enjoyed it the problem was i was a slacker in school and you had to have a specific grade point average to stay in band and i got kicked out yep so i was like crap <laughs> so i got kicked out Been and there. never did anything else musically after that right and then when i was 15 i went over to a buddy's house and he puts on a cd and I was like, dude, what is this? He's like, that's Eddie Van Halen. I was like, okay, I want to learn to do that. So yeah. I actually started playing guitar right. and started taking guitar lessons at, um, there's a school called ASM. Right. Um, I think they relocated, but there was another one. And um, I started taking lessons there. What does ASM stand for, dare I ask? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I kind of felt like you wouldn't. And as I was saying, I was like, oh, no, he's not going to know. Like, uh, I really don't know. I have amazing no students of music. Yeah, something school of music. What oh, is it? So, something school The amazing music. school of music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. American, amazing school. American school. And if I have it no isn't, idea. it should be. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, while I was going there, a friend of mine was taking drum lessons, and we went to the same church, and um, she started playing the groove that she learned. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Can you teach me that? Yeah. So she taught me the groove, and I just kept fiddling with it, just like, oh, this is kind of cool to know. And then um, I was dating a keyboard player at the same school, and she asked me to sit in a class with her. Um, it was an advanced rock band class. I was like, Sure. And they started playing this one song, and I was like, wow, this is really cool, especially what the drummer's doing. Like, what is this? She's like, it's Ants Marching by the Dave Matthews Band. I said, oh, who? I had no idea who they were. Right, yeah. So I was like, it just, it really stuck with me. Yeah. The following day, I come in my room, and I turn on the radio. They had just done one of their two-night shows at Coral Sky Amphitheater, and I'm always going to call it Coral Sky Amphitheater. Yeah, um, yeah, we yeah. all are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're like, and now we're going to play the live version of Ants Marching. And I heard it, and I was like, I, I, I have to do this. I have oh, to learn cool. to do this. Like, yeah, it just yeah. floored me. So from there, um, guitar just took a backseat, and drums just took over. Yeah, um, man. I love it when it grabs it. That epiphanal moment where you're like, I got to be able to do that. I yeah. love that feeling. I'm yeah, still yeah. waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One, one, one day. day it'll happen. Yeah, when you're older. <laughs> yeah, so when how you old up. are you at this point? At that point, yeah. I was 16. Okay. I was 16 when I started playing drums. Um, 17 when I started playing in church. Yeah. And that just 
that's still to this day are still playing. You in know, church. church. We've had a lot of people on this show. Yeah. It's not necessarily the same in England. Well, especially not in, my, in the the kind of church I was brought up in, where it's all organ music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, in the U.S., I found that tons of people yeah. got their chops in church. Right. You know. Yeah. And it's because it's just a it's a community thing where. Music is encouraged, and music is necessary for the service, and always looking for new musicians, and you know it's just a way of doing it. You know, so it's right. a, an yeah. avenue the way you can do it. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's great. And I definitely got my chops in because I was it was a uh, it was all gospel music, so right. lots of like you know just grooves and lots of basically blast beats for forty five minutes straight. Yeah, sure. I know it's like yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I was the one and only drummer for years, so <laughs> I was playing. Sunday morning rehearsal Sunday yeah, afternoon four services Sunday night. Sunday yeah <laughs> calves yeah. like this yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Tuesday night rehearsal Wednesday night yeah. service it was I was, I was the wow. same I was in church every single day yeah. I was the only bassist and my mom was the worship leader so I had no choice I oh, had to gotcha. play yeah right wow. I loved it though that's great and you know I think my path through uh, church may have been different had I sort of gone that route with it I did do quite a lot of um religious stuff though music wise like I, I I did a tour to churches in Venice singing Palestrina I did a lot of like, like the classical stuff you know and that was really I, I, I enjoyed a lot of that but in terms of kind of rock music instruments it was just, that never overlapped for me you know, right which is kind of a shame I guess I but, got asked to play in a church one time I think I was like 25 26 or something like that I yeah. got a, and it was a it was a gospel church and and uh, it was a buddy of mine and uh, he knew the bass player wasn't going to be there a Sunday, and he's like, "Hey, man, I know you play bass. You know, can you can you come sit in?" And um, and you know, the typical Hector fashion, I was like, "Sure, I'll do it." And then I didn't show up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I just, on God. Uh, yeah, I did. I did, wow. man. I panicked. <laughs> I don't read music. I play by ear, so it was like yeah. I just I panicked. I was like, "I'm not gonna be able to keep up with these guys." Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Wow. Well, that's the cool thing, like yeah. the. The mo- like we play like modern praise and worship music now, and it's basically it's, like if Coldplay and U two had a yeah, it's alternative oh, yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's more yeah. rocky, and I play guitar there. Same now, same so. church for the two same church. Same church. Do you mind different, me, do you mind me asking which church or Journey Church? Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So there's two locations: a Lake Worth and a Boynton. Yeah. She's always at Lake Worth. I'm always at Boynton. I'm just gotcha. curious because we I, I was brought up Catholic, and so I, I you know I went to the very strict you know catholic schools and very strict catholic church and all that stuff and then as an adult fast forward many 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 years later my wife and i started going um we didn't go for a long time yeah and we started going on sundays to um christ fellowship okay yeah. and um like my it's first not catholic no no it's it's not, not catholic. No, no catholic church is like stand kneel sit stand kneel yeah, sit stand yeah. kneel yeah. sit get out um this was like I, I mean i walked in and my eyes went like this and i'm like yeah. holy crap I, I look at Christ that Christ stage look at it's these awesome. lights this it's, is like a concert yeah. man it's a concert like, yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, it was amazing yeah. it was amazing if i, I gotta go that, check it out sometime if that had been like if that had been what i was going to when i was like Growing in my up. early 20s or yeah. late teens or something i probably i probably would have played at church because i would have been like that's awesome it's interesting you know I'm, I'm not a practicing Christian, but I certainly need, would, would like to go and check this stuff out. I, I, I'm, I'm in the dark when it comes to that side of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, but to say that being said, there is something about you know a church that was built you know in the 13th century and organ music and the quiet and the, mm-hmm. and just the atmosphere. There's something about that in England that, that I do love. Because everything feels so ancient and spiritual, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. And there's that. 
Yeah, there's definitely a reverence that. that is attached to that whole scene yeah, for sure. Yeah. Our church is not like that. No, <laughs> right, right. We have so much smoke haze in there. Smoke haze lights, like the whole. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, great. Don't you guys do where you'll do like uh, like Queen or something? Oh, that's, no, yeah, that's, that's Life Church. Church. Yeah. Okay. So They'll I used to fill like in on drums at Life Church, and they always start with a secular song. Yeah, right. and they do it to make visitors feel a little more comfortable. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Mike, how did you uh, wind up playing music? Was your family supportive? What kind of music were you exposed yeah. to when you were young? So, like, I grew up listening to, like, Frank Zappa, Bob Dylan. You wow. Know, Zappa is my hero. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I also went to Catholic school. Did your, par- did your parents uh, listen to music? Yeah. 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 So my, my dad was the one, you know, where he would have all his record, whether it's, like, Blind Faith or, you know, uh, but Zappa, those ones like really stood out. Oh, so Z- he was playing you the oh, Zappa. Yeah. I can, and I, I, guess. I have a two or soon to be three year old daughter, and she'll be like, Daddy, like, can I listen to Stinkfoot? <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Yes. That's so Hell cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Raising um, them. But uh, no, I, was, I played basketball, and then in like, I guess eighth grade, I uh, my dad got me, it was, um, what is it? Uh, who's next? I got Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? Yeah. Uh, what other album? He gave me a Neil Young album, Excellent. but he gave me like a couple albums, and uh, I just kind of picked it up. You throw by the here. Fleetwood Mac in there too, bit of Tusk or anything not, like that. Not that it was. He's more like like you'll know like when we do shows and stuff. Like my dad will be like play Wagon Wheel, or play, <laughs> you know. He likes full crocs. I grew up on a lot okay. of that kind of stuff. Um, but no, it played basketball. That was like. Does he like thing. the band? Uh, like the band, the band, or yeah, us? yeah, the band, the band. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, he yeah, does. yeah. I figured. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I got it now. Where he's coming from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I like uh, you know everybody that plays in school bands. I played uh, the recorder first, and yeah, me too. When I was a kid, it was when I was a kid. I'm 33, but um, they had uh, Mambo so Number no. Five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two days ago, Mambo Number no. Five was like very popular. So oh, I'd be yeah. like, I think I can play this. So I'd play that on recorder. And then, you know, it was clarinet. And I was like, okay. So, like, I was self-taught and uh, mostly by ear. And then I I also credit, like, video games because, like, I do a ton of, like, uh, we do a Super Mario mashup in Feeling All Right where we do, like, uh, what is it, World? All of it. We do every World. We do, yeah. We start with Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. So, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And people kind of, like, look around. Yeah. They start to, like... It catches them. They're off guard, and they're, like... And then all of a sudden, it's, like, dun 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 Dun, 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 yeah. And then we yeah. go into that, and they're like, okay, awesome. now they're yeah, doing it. Cool. Then in the middle, we stop. Do you like the dun 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 dun? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we do that. So and then at the end, it's like a little like Easter egg almost. I It's only been caught once. I do Toe Jam and Earl yeah. on this uh, Sega Genesis. So nice. dun, 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 dun. One time, someone's like, Did you just do Toe Jam and Earl? I'm like, Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So tell us a little bit about what your set list look like. Like what, what kind of stuff are you playing when in a traditional, in a standard gig of you guys? Yeah. So it really depends on the audience. So like, you know, if we're playing O'Shea's, for example, which, you know, we're there. Um, you guys play there, what, like once a month? Or yeah. Twice, that, yeah. Yeah. We're there once a month. So depending on, like, that's like a later crowd. So that's yeah. where the Lizzo comes out. That's where uh, Kelly we do. Kelly Clarkson comes out. We and... do... Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. California Love. Right. Uh, so we do that into a million, a hundred different things. songs. Things. Like this, we we have the set catered to the crowd because, like, at the yeah, beginning, that's the way really to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's a little easier. 
And then the second set is usually like adding a little bit more. And then the third set, it's always everybody that wants to dance. So we yeah. put all the dancier yeah. stuff like more towards yeah. that. Or, and, yeah. and Mike just knows how to read the crowd. Yes. He'll like, and it's crazy. Audible. Like we've we've been playing for like what, like a year? Almost about, yeah, a, like a year. about a year. And yet like I, I know when he plays like one chord, exactly what song he's going to play. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't have to like turn around as well, and yeah. tell us. Uh, against awesome. uh, against uh, our better judgment and against probably a James and Hector's wishes, that's how we do it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 he'll I mean, just like raise an eyebrow. I'm like, oh, okay, we can do that song. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, so you, I mean, do you guys have uh, when you go in? Or do you have like a set set list, or you do? We okay. have a rough set set list, but you deviate yeah. depending on the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Like I, and I if, can tell. If Mike's dad's there, we have to do Wagon Wheel. Yeah, Wagon yeah, Wheel. I'll do like the Man and Me, Bob Dylan. Yeah. I'll right. do. Uh, we call Wagon Wheel the Drunk Girl song. <laughs> I can't wait Whenever there's like though. drunk sorority girls, we're like wagon wheel. You know, it was, <laughs> what was really and it funny. and it works. It goes it over does. so it well. Does. But so like, like, similar that <laughs> Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but similar chord structure. The wagon wheel is uh, Old Town Road. Yeah, yeah. And so we we do that sometimes. And that was the first time my dad had heard it. And he's like, I love that. That's great. We were gonna cut it from the set list, and every time we do it, people go crazy. Yeah. We're like, okay. We're it's good idea so what's an it. example of I, I know you guys are kind of famous for for big mashups like what what's an example of a mashup so for example we'll do uh california love like the dr dre tupac song and mike will basically take you through a hip-hop journey so all we'll the rap sta- all the rap awesome. yeah. so we'll yeah. start with the regular yeah. song and then he'll go into ice uh, like ice tea and i'll go into like uh, you rap is delight oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah we do oh, yeah. we yeah. do uh what do we call it we just call it Sugar Hill. <laughs> we call this, yeah. That one we do Rapper's Delight into Get Up uh, James Brown into yeah. Fame David Bowie yeah. into yeah. Holler Back Girl. Yeah. Work It, Missy Elliott. Yeah. He does all the rap parts and he doesn't yeah, yeah. look at his lyrics. He's just like spitting those. it. Memorize. And it's awesome. I don't know the words to my songs, but I know those songs. <laughs> <laughs> one I always wanted to do is um, doom, 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 doom. This is for the G's. And oh, yeah. the, that would be fun. And it also goes really well with um, Ain't No Bleep Like the One I Got. No One Good Love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then yeah. in the middle of it, Mike uses a talk box. Yeah. Oh, cool. Which is so always like a attention It's such a grabber. gimmicky thing. Yeah. Yeah. But people yeah, like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with the talk box, um, are you guys doing any uh, like Bon Jovi? Or anything like that. I always like when we're warrant like testing levels, I'll do that. And yeah. then people are like, Oh, okay. And then we'll do um uh we do come together Beatles and then that goes into uh Peter Frampton. Do you oh, feel like cool. we do? And that's like the one. And then Fly Like an Eagle is another one where I use it. Yeah. Fly Like an Eagle goes into uh, Elvis, wah, 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 wah. it's already like yeah. yeah, we like blend genres and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. we'll do it on a win like the the one show we did. What we're doing, um, Fire on the Mountain, Grateful Dead, yeah, uh, in A, so A, uh, G, just kind of like Grateful Dead style, and then we'll go into uh, Garden Grove, Sublime, yeah, and then like randomly, I was like, this sounds like Reading Rainbow, yeah, the yeah. butterfly <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> so now Reading Rainbow, we, we throw Reading Rainbow in there. We do the Arthur, Arthur yeah. themed song oh, that's as well. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome. I it's love awesome. that. Yeah, it's like if I went to a show, it's like everybody plays, not everybody, like that's such a horrible thing to say, but you hear a lot of the same songs, sure. when, you know, and kind of like to eat, you have to do covers like for a lot of the sure. bands we play. So three, four hour shows of covers, but 
it's like how can we do this song in, in a way where somebody hasn't heard it before or let's just like that's exactly the style our, our, our otherwise it gets well. boring you know and what would what we've been doing lately and what i want us to continue to do just maybe ad infinitum is a set of covers an original set and a final set of covers yeah. because what i found what we've found is that you play an entire original set everyone's fine with it you would think that yeah. like you yeah. you know you think that uh, oh no we can't do You're it always nervous about playing yeah. an original yeah, but, song but no it's fine people, people eat people, it up yeah just they, so long as like it's it. upbeat you know yeah uh, yeah so that's been our approach lately is stick the original set in the middle you know mm-hmm. middle but set. that was my attraction to Killbillies a couple years ago when i joined them it was um you know they were doing covers but they were a lot. Pretty much every cover they do is is in their own style. It's not it's not just straight out of the box cover. And then they had you know originals mixed in with it or whatever. But quick um, mid podcast plug yeah. right? back, <laughs> back to basics. Back to album. basics. This Out Saturday. now. Killbillies dot net. Killbillies dot net. Yeah, but it was it was you know the, the covers were not you know just straight covers. They were all they were all like their own thing. But also the covers that they were doing or that we are doing. Um, like you said, they weren't the same covers that everybody else is doing. Yeah. I've, been, I've been in and out of cover bands as long as I could freaking talk practically, yeah. you know. And it's just it. And I feel like the last, you know, prior to Killbillies, the last ten years of my life, you know, I was in a Nirvana tribute band for a while, and so that was good. And I was in another original band that that's still going now. Um, but there was there was these cover bands, and there was a lot of them that I was covering for that I was filling in on bass. And it was like they, you know, some friend would call me up and say, "Hey, you know, we have a problem. We don't have a bass player on Saturday. Can you fill in? You know, I'm sorry to throw these forty songs at you." And I would look <laughs> at the list. I would look at the list, and I go, "No problem. I know yeah. thirty of them from the other yeah, cover band I was yeah, just in." Like yeah. it was crazy how much crossover all mm-hmm. these. Like I, I can, you can yeah. pick out five random cover bands in town, and you'll probably hear. Thirty songs that are the same. Say that I mean, yeah. it's what I got, yeah. Sublime. Yeah, it's, and that tune, doom, 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 doom. Three yeah. doors down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. The, same like, it's the same ones. Yeah. It's the same ones. It's the same covers. The best yeah. is when you've done a, a, a cover song in your own style for so long, you hear it like on the radio or something, you don't recognize it. I was listening to one hundred four three. They're playing it wrong. They had a couple songs come on. I'm like, why do I know this song? I'm like. Uh, oh, we do that. That's the original version. I've never heard the original version. <laughs> yeah, and the, the other thing that's happened to me before is I've been like, oh, we're on the radio. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> 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 that's definitely happened to me. Uh, there, there's actually, I won't say the venue, but there's one venue where we were not allowed to come back because we didn't play the music straight to the record. So like, yeah, the people that come in have complained because you'll do... 30 seconds of this song and then move on and they're yeah. like we serious? want the whole thing yeah. exactly wow. as it is on the record and now we That's get lame. complimented yeah. at the end of I was going to say I've never, I yeah. can't imagine that, that anybody would one, ever be upset about that it was a one time thing and it, it yeah. was like That's uh, so I was weird. like we, but we don't do that you know yeah so um, you know who you are venue <laughs> I threw this out Shots to you guys fired. earlier just to see if there was anything fun in there, and it turns out there was. What What's a weird thing that's happened to you guys at a gig? Have you got a good story there? <laughs> I want to talk about the Stuart gig, Mike. Mike's, Mike's story. For sure. Mike's you want me to set it up while you choke? <laughs> so we're playing a show in uh, Stuart. What was the name of the place? The Crafted Keg. Crafted Keg. They are memory. no longer there. Yeah. And it's a very small room. Uh, God awful acoustic. I've played there. Have you played there? It's the size of this table. Yeah, it it really is. He's not joking. And um, (laughs) we're we're playing the show, and towards the like that last set, it was hopping. 
yeah. hopping. There were people Packed. dancing. And yeah. there's nothing. There's no stage. There's no nothing. So, I mean, like. You're, no, you're yeah, on the, the floor. You're yeah. on the floor. There's and no the, barrier. And there's about. 15 feet maybe between you and the bar. You know, if they want to take, packed in. You're not yeah. even, yeah. They yeah. want to take my guitar and smash it. There's nobody stopping them. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. Exactly. So we're just going along <laughs> and we, you know, Mike has his talk box. So on his talk box, there's a hose and it hangs off to the side when he's not using it. So this guy comes up next to us and he's standing there. He's smiling and he's just loving everything. And then out of nowhere, he just just puts his mouth on the hose. Yeah, I turn around to see. In the like, era of right, COVID, like, that is wrong. Yeah. This this was yeah. like a year ago too, so oh, it's wow. like it was still things still were pretty tense. That's yeah. brutal. Oh, That's geez. brutal. So yeah. I don't know if he thought like I was Someone's drinking come out? as just a bit like a six foot straw. Like I don't know what that <laughs> yeah. was. But, like I mean, me and Nicole look at each other like, what? <laughs> I just was happened? I turned around. I thought like, there was a beer on the end of that. I think so. But we were was that the end of the night? I turned around like we had like five or six minutes left. I was like, end it. I'm I'm done. Yeah, Mike was done. That was it. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever told this story on here. Maybe I have a long time ago. It just I was just reminded of it. So the the hands down the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me at a gig is a lactating man squirted breast oh, milk what? into my face. Oh my god! <laughs> while I was playing. Well, I could have done without that story. A hundred percent the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me at a gig. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot crazy. of weird things have happened to me at gigs. But I once weirdest. had... I got nothing. <laughs> I, can't <laughs> top, I can't top that. I don't know if anyone can top that. You win. That, that had many twists. So I, like yeah, totally. man. Man. I know, yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, you guys um, have your own ori- uh, original spin on covers. Um, when it comes to original music, um, do you have anything, any originals up your sleeve too? I've written a bunch of stuff in, in I guess it was 2010... Yeah, I uh, I recorded in Detroit. Um, uh, Eric Seats, he's a drummer for Patti LaBelle's. Eric Seats, Stan Lewis, but I did a demo with like 10 of my original songs. So um, recorded those. Mm. Some of it, you know, like I was saying, I like Frank Zappa. I don't yeah. take the lyrics too serious, you know, serious to a point, but fun. Yeah, um, sure. But they, like a lot of the, the lyrics were changed. There was like, well, this is the song we're going to pitch to like Disney. Okay. I'm like sweet, so I was like listening to it actually on the ride over, and I'll I'll play it uh, at the end. But I'm just like, man, it sounds like Owl City or something. It's which you know, not a knock on them, but it's just not like me. So I kind of like you. fell out of it. But um, yeah, writing, it's I, I play guitar first, or you know, I'll be messing around and come up with something and cool ca- create some like non. I have a song that I've been writing now for like a year and a half. It's but right now, one? right now, just called Shrimp Fried Rice. Okay. And the idea is that I want to have like a recipe, so it's like at, you know you start and then at the end it's a full recipe. Oh, neat! Shrimp fried rice. Well, you guys are going to play us something on here today, aren't you? Is, Not is, shrimp fried rice. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's probably about time we heard it, though. Um, is, it, that's an original composition, right? Or is that? Yeah. yeah. So the the song uh, we're going to do is called Aga. Okay. A G G A. Okay. That's not, the chords. Not, that's the progression. Not like the big oven. The oven. No. Yeah, no. no, no. A G. G-A. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, um, why don't you guys play it for us, and then we will reconvene right after that. Sound good? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Ready?
561 Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Sequester, and if you're driving up US 1, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it with the handlebars on, on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by this guy Victor, who sadly passed this year, R.I.P. Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and there is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month, if you're interested in that kind of thing. It's just an all-inclusive, any any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Bernsey, the chef, does, does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And, um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Tequesta. And you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it and um i was a part of helping set the place up and um i'm a huge fan and you should anyone who is interested in biker bars or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about you should go and check out handlebars bar and grill we are also sponsored by oasis root now oasis root carver bar is in sea grape square on indian town road and it is a kava bar. If you don't know anything about kava, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of kava and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a kava bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day -day basis. 
The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. So seeing as we were just talking about LMC, um, which is where we're sitting right now, do you have uh, any advice for aspiring musicians who are coming up in the game? Yes. Do learn to love the boring stuff from the jump. Yeah. Learn to just do the rudiments. Even if, it, even if it's like basic music theory, learn yeah. your if you learn your scales, you will have such a better time being able to just solo and riff off. Also, just like any piano that you can absorb, do it. Like yeah. learn anything on piano. It's excellent ear training. And if you have good ears, you can you can play anything you want. Yeah. yeah super visual for like scale yeah, degrees. Yeah, visually it's just easier. Because that's like, even though I play guitar, it's like I think sometimes like piano. Yeah, it's just, like, it's just visually yeah. it's easier. Yeah. And, and and learn learn what you want to play. I wouldn't even say like learn how to read music. Learn the songs that you want to be able to play. I think when I was learning classical guitar, I was like, why am I learning green sleeves? Like I can't even sing to green sleeves or like, and then my dad was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. my dad was like, learn La Bamba so that yeah. your mom could dance. And I learned La Bamba <laughs> and I loved it because every time I would start playing it, my mom would anywhere in the house where she was standing, she would just start dancing. And then I just started learning songs that I actually wanted to play. I, I didn't go through the classical stuff anymore, and that was great for me. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. Anything else? I'd say any play in front music? of people, too, in yes. any way you can. Because, I mean, uh, we aud- uh, before you, we auditioned another bass player, and it's like it's it's – I know that they had played out somewhat, but it's like you have people that in their bedroom just, like, crush it, and they're phenomenal. <laughs> but it's like it's so different playing with people or playing with an audience. I mean, mm-hmm. it's – that's a completely different uh, ball game. So yeah. even if it's just like Thanksgiving or whatever it is, it's like if you have an audience and they'll listen. That's what I always recommend. And play with play confidence. With play yeah. with confidence. It, it's such a game changer. Fake it till you make it, yeah. as yeah. they say. That's you fake it, you make yeah. it, and then you realize you're not still faking, faking it. it. <laughs> then, yeah, you realize that like nobody's like truly comfortable. Yeah. You're yeah. just like figuring it out. So yeah. No, that's some great advice. Um. So when it comes to the song that you just uh, played us, is there anything uh, interesting that we should know about it? Where did it come about? Yeah, so the song's been like, I, I've been playing that one for a long time, uh, 15 years or so. But like it's changed, you know, at one point it was just like two minutes and then there was no jam. Then there's a jam. Then there's certain elements that we added to it. But it's had like three, four different names because I just, I don't know, I can't commit to a name. 
And now the song is just Aga, A-G-G-A, which is the chord progression. Cool. Um, and I, I snuck in uh, Frank Zappa, Inca Rhodes. Uh, nice. I, I snuck in one yeah. riff from that. I, I'm a huge like Zappa fan also. So when I, it was like on the fly too. He just added yeah, it in. Yeah, I'd practice it in my head on the, on the ride over to the show. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do this. And yeah. I, I think Inca Rhodes is in yeah. B. It's in B. Yeah, so I was and like, all right. I heard him play, and I was like, yes. And nobody in the audience really knows. <laughs> and Zappa. I don't care. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't care. care. <laughs> but I was, I was super excited. I also like the song. It's super rhythmic. It's not the craziest chord progression, but because it's rhythmic, it really just grows. And there's dynamically, it's awesome to play. Do you guys play it a lot live? Yes. Yeah, we play yeah. It every yeah. time. And what you heard was the short version. Right. Yeah. On, yeah. We we've made that song like ten. 12 minutes. It depends. Yeah. Depends. I mean, it's uh, sometimes, you know, and even like a corporate gig or a private party or uh, the wedding and all that. Stuff, I mean, I still do it. And, you know, think like you guys were saying, you know, with sometimes people just they like to hear originals. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like in your own head, just like, well, you know, I got to do this, this and that. And then sneak it in and people are like, oh, like, what yeah. was that? What was that fish song? It's like, well, you know, it's not a fish song. <laughs> it's, like, it's a, <laughs> a Beyond Azalea song. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Um, there, there's a question I wanted to ask you guys, which is um, when it comes to social media and stuff like that, um, do you have one of you that's sort of more involved with it? How do you how do you deal with your social media? That would, that would be, be me. Joe. Yeah, I forget to plug it. I yeah, I forget I have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so when we started this project, I went ahead and made like a good website. Like before, we were just using like the Reverb Nation sure. page that you can make. And then I was like, you know what? We're going to do this right. So I made a website and we've had um, the Instagram following that we're trying to build up a little more. It's just at Beyond Azalea. The Facebook is the one that has the most because people from B-Side are on there, too. Right. So the Instagram one is a little more like newer, like the newer fans. Yeah. Um, I despise doing the social media thing, but unfortunately, in this day and age, it, you, you have to. Yeah, someone's got to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. we pay someone. I know. <laughs> we yeah. hate doing it. We have a good <laughs> friend. We have a good we friend gotta, who does it. We got to think oh about God. that. That, yeah, that's, yeah. that should be on the table. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally okay like, with doing that. Yeah. Only erase well, AI. I, yeah. I, I, we'll give you her info after the show. Great. <laughs> yeah. There's another question that I forgot to ask before, which is um, when it comes to just you on your own um, individually, do you guys practice still? No. I was going to say there's no wrong answer. answer so I, I'm not going to lie. This, no. Yeah, it's right, not because yeah. we're great musicians or like because we don't have to practice because we're so good. I think it's just uh, it's more of a feel thing with our band that we're just yeah. we're used to playing together. And it's such a not because we play the song so often. It's just we're so in sync that we don't have to practice even at home alone. I don't practice what we play yeah. at home. Do you practice? Though? Not I pick up and like should, yeah, maybe I a lot more. Yeah, I right. I pick up and yeah. play like the Veggie Tales for my nephews or something. But gotcha. I don't. Yeah, I, I do don't, Baby Shark. Yeah, baby, baby Shark is a hit. Wheels in my on house. the bus. <laughs> I kill that one. But, but that's why that's why I said earlier. You know, get comfortable learning the boring stuff and the basics yeah. because when you get older, you it's don't have time. cake. Yeah, after. yeah. You yeah. don't have time. Like we're all yeah. busy, crazy busy yeah. work schedules. And because so. we like, I know that, like the fundamentals and the scales and everything. I could 
jump in and play anything yeah. if and, I wanted to. And sometimes, like, when we don't practice, it's like you kind of break away from it. So we'll do a song differently. Yeah. And then we'll be like, and hey, that, that's like a lazy, cool. it's a very <laughs> lazy favor. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> answer. But, like, sometimes, like, what did we do the one time we did uh, Sean Paul, Get Busy? Like, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, Just yeah. like sometimes, you know. Sometimes it helps. You think to, outside the box a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I think what encourages me to practice is just getting new gear. Yeah, like, for real. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, absolutely. For real. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to buy that bass so I could practice more. <laughs> and talking about gear, you guys have uh, brought us in some pretty interesting stuff to look at. So can we get that first uh, slide up there, Justin? What's this? So that is a headphone amp. So when we started um, this project, I was hell-bent on using in-ears. Me and Nicole had used in-ears um, in church. We were just used to it. Yeah. And I was trying to find a way that wasn't, like, ridiculously expensive. Right. And I found a video of a guy in England, and he was showing his rig for his band, and he found a very inexpensive way to, to right do ears, it. Yeah. Now, they were using a rack-mounted, like, headphone amp, but I found these. It's, a, it's from Donner. Donner makes really, like really inexpensive products but i was looking at this or the behringer version this was not only cheaper than the behringer version but it's lighter and it's rechargeable and the battery i've played two full gigs and it didn't charge it and it was fine and you can run xlr you can run quarter inch you can do mono stereo Mm -hmm. they're great yeah and and so Walk me through this though. This this goes where on your person? This goes or? in the into the mixer. Okay. So um, in the mixer we belt. have, um, which we'll talk about in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got um, auxiliaries outs, mm-hmm. yeah. and we can mix our own individual in ears. Okay, nice. Yeah, and that goes and so that auxiliary out goes into this box. Yes. Yeah, so the auxiliary goes into that box. And where um, does the box live? The box you can put it where you want. So like I um, actually uh, put some gaff tape on my throne, and made like a little like spot to clip it in. It has a clip, nice. so you can clip it on your belt. Nicole clips it on her. So you have wired head wired headphones. We do. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And yeah. I, I shove mine in my pocket, and yes. then it falls Which is out. A terrible like, Somehow he shoves it in his pocket, and it still falls out. And I'm like, why don't you just clip it to and your belt loop? Now let me add that in this picture, uh, anxiety at all time high. It is on, and it's not plugged in. <laughs> 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 like that battery is dead. That's hilarious. I, I'm always afraid I'm going to do that at gigs. Yeah. And yeah, but it was it was the cheaper solution because like a, a rack mount uh, is like 200 bucks. These things at the time were like 40. Oh, they're okay. fifty now. Okay, you can still get those. Yes, they, I just saw it the other day. Actually, them. they're back. I need to buy like Amazon two in case mine's kind of sucks lately. Yeah. yeah, I know your sucks. We keep yeah. threatening to do it, and, and I think maybe you know, maybe in the next couple of weeks we should bite the bullet and just do it. I, yeah, we keep talking about it, and I my my hesitation is my hesitation is I don't want to be wired to anything, um, right? With, especially with the stand up bass, mm-hmm. like that's just yeah. that's just a, a, a big <clears throat> that's fair. instrument to have on yeah. the stage, and if. I'm trying to move around. I don't want to be tethered to anything. Yeah. Um, this isn't bad though because this I is think, on my person. Yeah. So it's yeah. on you, and you are you do have a cable going to your mixer. But I think we're so like Joe and I are used to just being plugged in all the time at church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just got to get used to like unplugging your headphones and leaving your pack on stage and just giving your like my. I think I have a cable that's like 12 feet long. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. I'm not like dancing up there, so yeah, we're not doing backflips. Because when we first got the mixer, we tried to just run straight into the mixer, not not with a headphone amp. 
Yeah. And you you need something to boost the signal. Sure. Because sure, it's sure, so sure. quiet. Right. Yeah. And this yeah. works beautifully. Because I thought about getting the wireless, you know, the wireless rack mount, and it sends the signal out, and you yeah. get the wireless. Yeah. That, that, nice. It just it gets complicated and expensive quick. Yeah, they're yeah. expensive. Yeah. Quick. So what have we got next? Let's take a look at this next slide here. That's Mike's baby. The newest iteration. Yeah, again. Is that 3.0? Yeah, because I had the Gator board for a bit, and then I got the the gigantic Temple audio one. Yeah, so Nicole was big in the damn table. And got yeah. Mike big into gear, and yeah. then all of a sudden his little <laughs> pedal board turned into a surfboard. Well, I this swear. this part of the show is really just Ben's shopping hour. So <laughs> yeah. We yeah, show things on there, on and there. then Ben buys it. There's yeah. some cool stuff <laughs> on this there. This milkman is the thing that I'm currently uh, seeing. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll have one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ordering it on Amazon. You know, I you love see that like the uh, the evolution stickers, and it's like the the ape to the man. I mean, that's literally guitar players with the amps. Because you know, I used to have a half stack. Yeah. Which is just insane, and then I would have a, I had the Fender Concert combo that was yeah. like sixty pounds. Then you went down to the Super the Champ. Fender, yeah, the, uh, super, the champ. super Champ. So I was like, Which how I can know. I, how can I have like as less gear as possible? Yeah. Are there tubes in it? There yeah. is. Yeah. There's a fifty. Yeah, nice. That's a fifty watt milkman and i was looking into i used to play through a supro at church also and i hated carrying an amp one because i don't work out that much (laughs) yeah and i can't lift it so i was looking into getting an um sort of a an amp in a box kind of thing but i wanted the tone of tubes um and when i met mike he was playing yeah through the concert fender yeah the which gigantic yeah Yeah, it's huge and we have really similar taste and tone and he wanted a clean tone and I was like, try this out. First of all, we won't have to carry an amp. It has an XLR out, um, and it, there's a tube in there. Like, you can't go yeah, wrong with it. Yeah. Um, and he used to carry it around just, like, in his hand. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. like 500 bucks, and he's just, like, tossing it around <laughs> yeah, the stage. It's just like, yeah, the passenger seat. I was getting anxiety. Oh my God. Yeah. So that, that's it like didn't where... fit on the board. It didn't yeah. fit on yeah. his board. He got a bigger board, and it still didn't fit on the board. <laughs> and I was like, just give me your pedal board. And I took it home, and I made yeah, I, I wired this. Work. This is my baby. Looks, I see you have two, two tube screamers. That's yeah, pretty yeah that's I've been decision. doing that <laughs> since I was 16. So, right. I mean, like, my tone hasn't changed in 16, Have you seen those years. white tube screamers and they have that, that knob on there that's a kind of a gain thing? So you can have a really low gain. Yeah. Yes. Like a, that's yeah. the one I've got. I love that tube Yeah, screamer. they turn into, like, transparent yeah. overdrive just, and it's great. I took yeah. that from Trey Anastasio he, uh, from Fish. He, he has oh. the TS9, TS808. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, my lead tone is just both of them together. But, uh, nice. And the so you just, you just plug this directly into the PA then? Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's real cool. And then um, we have one more slide, I believe. So that's the mixer. So right. we were using just a standard, you know, mixer with faders. I think it, like a Mackie or <sighs> yeah, something, it was or like Band or something. Or something. So the video that I was watching, they had something similar to this. The one I wanted um, was a pain to get because during all the COVID craziness, you, you know, gear was limited. So um, I saw this one. This was my second choice. And there was a guy on Facebook Marketplace said he was selling one of these for 350 bucks. They retail for 550 I think. Yeah. And he said it's brand new and it comes with a case. So it's like, oh, oh nice. cool. So it comes with a little bag. No, not a little bag. The case that you see around it, the road case, is the case he, he threw in with oh, it. Oh, wow. So we had, it came with that. The mixer and then the Furman power conditioner yeah. we already had. <clears throat> that was from the studio. So is it one of the mixes that has an app. 
Yes. Yeah. So um, actually, well, sort of. Yeah, so, we all have our iPad to run our own individual sound, and I still haven't learned it. So. <laughs> Joe, yeah, Nicole. Mike's always asking me to adjust his ears. I'm like, yeah. Bro, you got to learn how to yeah. do this. Yeah. But um, it's there, it has a, a wireless signal, yeah. which the wireless on units like this suck. So I, I know, actually yeah, have I a bar- I have a Behringer one, and, I, 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 oh. and the wireless drives me nuts. Yeah. 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 So I had, on it. Mike had yeah. an old yeah. router that I attached to it. Um, so it lives like inside hidden and then you use the app to connect to it and then you can control the full mix. You can control your own individual ear mix, right? The effects, everything. This thing is great. Yeah. One time my amp died and I had to run my bass through the, through the system and it worked great because all I did was like quick unplug from the amp and go straight into the mixer and it, it was awesome. It sounded awesome. I was able to put in like plugins for like tone and everything. It was cool. And it's funny you mentioned that the first two channels are dedicated for guitars and they have cab sims and amp sims mm-hmm. in there nice. if you want to. So it's a yeah, nice backup cool. if your gear yeah. goes down. You can just flip that on and you've got like Marshalls and Fenders and all sorts of so stuff. So what do you got here? The top is a power conditioner, right? Right, Firm. correct. And then the next thing down is the is the, that's Those that, are that, the auxiliary outs. So right. that's where we plug our in ears into. And the soundcraft thing there, that is that the is that the uh, the the mixer? Is that part of the, that? Yeah, that so the, the black, the blue and the black. That's all one piece. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah and that's a nice piece of kit right there. It's Love it's it. fantastic. It's straight up set it and forget it. You can plug in a flash drive and save your settings, and you can have other settings on it. It's it, yeah. So it's like a amazing. certain venues, you know, you oh, uh, you nice. mix differently. You can just dial it in straight nice. from the app. Yeah, yeah. cool. Which so, we haven't utilized, but it's a good thing. To have. And I'll walk yeah. around with my iPad, like well, you know, we're sound checking, and people are like, "Oh wow, he's doing it from the iPad." Like, yeah. So cool. I do yeah. it for my phone. People are like, yeah, she, she texting? I'm like, I'm not texting. Yeah, <laughs> what, um, what are you guys using for your actual PA, like for speakers and stuff? The EVs. Yeah, EV, we just got the ZBT, them. what is it, 16, 16 something or other? They're 15 inch. 15? Are they 15s? Do they do them in odd? I don't know what. They're 15s. Like 15. We just got them. Yes. So we were right. using these really crappy Harbinger speakers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then we just got these new 15 inch EVs, and it's night and day. Yeah. We were using. Uh, QSC tens, K tens. Yeah, those nice. are nice. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. speakers. Problem with them is, is they have enough bottom end for just about everything except bass. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was always carrying an amp with me, so I I didn't have the luxury of just plugging into the PA. Yeah. Um, and we just recently picked up an, an EV Evolve. EV Evolve. It's an M50, and it's the it's that tower array. It's yeah. A yeah. Tower, oh, yeah. But yeah. it's got a sub at the bottom, yeah. and it's not big. I mean, it's. It's not big. It's it's half it, the size of my amp. Yeah, but there, it's cabinet. got a lot of punch though. It, I mean, but it has yeah. a lot of punch. So we use that now. And now now I plug into the yeah, board. I have an I Aguilar a cab and head that I go through, but it's not it's not that big. Right? No, it's it's Joe really carries it, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, the cab the cab I was using really wasn't that big. I, I just you know. I just I'm yeah. lazy and I don't feel like yeah, carrying a cab sure. with me. But especially when you got to play the biggest instrument, not to right, right, yeah, right. yeah. But it's but the cab itself, it's a uh, it's an orange cab, mm-hmm. and um, and it's an isobaric two uh, twelves. So it's it's two twelve inch speakers, but they're one in front of the other, and it's just a oh. it's just a small little cab. That's because cool. they're That's cool. because they're you know it's deep. It's not yeah yeah. Big, yeah. Nicole yeah. was using a different bass rig, yeah, and then a, we were playing at Igots one night, and it started smoking. Yeah, he smelt oh, it. And yeah. I was like, it smells like fire. Been and I there. turn around thinking <laughs> Joe's like smoking something, and yeah. it's actually my amp. I did that to my Fender Twin once, set on fire. Yes, yeah. I want to see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
And then uh, I, had I just had a backline 600 catch on fire one time. Yeah, yeah. it just started <laughs> started times. smoking, and I was like, oh, it's time to turn it off. Or and I just plugged straight into the the mixer, and it worked great. And now I have the Aguilar, which is I love just for tone. See, I don't yeah. even get upset when that happens though, because it like starts smoking, and I'm like, yes, upgrade. Me too. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I was like, new gear. I'm like, yeah. new gear time. New gear. We do have problems. It's clear. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Bad. And it's funny because the Aguilar is smaller, but it's heavier. It's, it is heavier. <laughs> So, have you guys got anything you want to plug? Is anything happening band-wise at the moment? Not really. We're kind of taking a little bit of hiatus. For the holidays. holidays. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff coming up. I got to learn how to officiate a wedding. I'm officiating my uh, sister-in-law's wedding in three weeks. Did you get get, um, ordained? Online certification. Yeah. I mean, I'm a notary. I think that's... You could do it. My my wife became a notary. Yeah, but it's like, I'm not going to have a guitar in my hand, so I'm going to be like scared to death. It's like a different animal. good luck, my Yeah. So, you know, we're playing a show in January right uh, you know work on gonna do some recording here soon and yeah, finally you know. get the originals yeah recorded. let's get that going guys yeah. Yeah. I know yeah, I know sure. we've been lazy but uh, you where know. you guys uh, where do you guys record at or where are you planning on recording at uh, haven't decided yet. I was looking at uh, was it power power station power station power station is yeah. great yeah. yeah really good yeah what do you where did you guys record at? We actually went up to Sun Studios in Memphis. Oh, nice. Because yeah. cool. we're fancy That's like that. Awesome. <laughs> very fancy. Very fancy. Right. Very nice. The irony being that it is, it is <laughs> a little place it called Muscle Shoals. It is a low-tech studio, but it has the ghosts of Elvis and Johnny Cash in it, and you can't beat that. You That's just can't go yeah. wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we walked in there, and uh, while the guy was fiddling with the console and setting things up, he's like, yeah, there's you know, a set of instruments and amps and whatever. Feel free to. There's a 1957K stand-up bass there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, the, whatever the guy's name was uh, Elvis's bass player. He's like, yeah, he played that on one of Elvis's albums. I'm like, oh, it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Your lip starts to curl up on your right? hands. Like, oh, I don't even yeah. want to touch that. I'd be scared yeah. to death. Yeah. Yeah. This should be in a so museum. Fun. Ben played a piano that Elvis literally sat on. So I have a picture of Ben sitting at the piano in the same position as Elvis with a picture of Elvis playing that piano oh in the background. God, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It was amazing. We had a blast doing that. But if you guys, uh, if you guys, when you're getting ready to, to record, uh, Ben actually mixed our entire album for us and did a fantastic job. Yes. Yeah, and so then we sent it out for mastering. And uh, LMC actually does uh, recording here, yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. recording here. And if you ever mind. need any mixing stuff, I, I, I can mix pretty good. So can Justin in there. And so can yeah. Yaz, the other guy who the works. The other guy that works here, yeah. yeah. Worth bearing in mind. You Sweet, know? yeah. yeah so you have resources here is what we're thank you when you guys get to that point so yeah um b- what we've got to plug is mega o'malley's on friday mega o'malley's on friday From which is to uh i always want to say vero beach it's not vero melbourne. Melbourne. melbourne thank you and then on um, saturday it is our album launch oh is that this saturday <laughs> this saturday <laughs> nine to eleven this, this album yeah this, this album <laughs> back to basics baby back to kilberley's back to basics recorded at sun studios and it was mastered um, by Steve Fallone, who's a Grammy Award-winning mastering engineer at yeah. uh, um, Sterling Sound in New York City. And I mixed it and um, had tons of help with the mixing from uh, yeah. Justin and Hector and James and, and Yaz all, all, and Rocky, and Rocky Rucker. Rocky, yeah. All these guys uh, chimed in and helped me with that. But uh, yeah, I feel like we did a pretty good job of it. I am super stoked. Listen, I've been back to basics. I've been playing music for a really long time, and I've I've been a part of a lot of projects. So this is probably the album I'm the most proud of. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's wicked. It's good stuff. I like it. It's like fun music, and it's just well put together. Yeah, I, I think I, we did a great I, job. Yeah. I am. I 
100% stand behind it. I'm really, really happy with how it came out. And, um, yeah, please, if you're listening to this and you don't have anything to do between 9 and 11 on Saturday night, please come and help us celebrate our album launch and my birthday. It'll be Ben's birthday. <laughs> and The Shake is playing with us that yeah, night, too. So are, Ricky yeah. and the guys. Um, so that's going to be their first time playing at Guanabana. So yeah. you know, come support them. Support local. Yeah. Um, as usual, um, go to our website, uh, 561music.com. Uh, you can donate, you can support the podcast, um, you can uh, sponsor the podcast. Uh, it's a jumping off point to listen to the podcast, to watch the podcast. Um, as always, like, subscribe, listen, all yeah. of the above, you know. Exactly. And yeah. I'm sure you'll be listening to this on some kind of streaming service or YouTube, but we're on all streaming services yep. and YouTube, yep. so it's easy to find. And any money that you donate to us goes directly back to the podcast. I didn't buy this chain with my with money from the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know a good place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all goes it all goes back into the production of the podcast and to yeah. do pop-up shows that we do periodically to support some of the local bands, you know, we we do some some different things. Um, we're going to put on a festival in yeah, April. Yeah, obviously our festival that we did last year, we're doing it again in April um, at Matthews Brewing. So uh, that is actually April 1st, and that is not an April Fool's joke. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so all that money goes back into this. Um, ben and I are not making money off of this. It's no, all that money no. goes right back into this, and this is really, really for the love of the local scene. And that's, that's what is. it comes down to. Long live the scene, as Ricky Long Baluch live the says. scene, as Ricky says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming, guys. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah awesome. Thanks, cool. guys. See you later.